0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino.
1: The kids have got to go back to school, folks. I'm very sorry. The kids have got to go back to school. There is risk. We will never eliminate risk completely. We, we have not eliminated risk from air travel, from car travel, from anything. There will never be a time we live in a society with zero risk. The kids have got to go back to school. I've got that story for you today. I've got some more data that's going to blow your mind because the media Pravda-like gaslighting is now totally out of control. We're being lied to every day by the media. Tune them out. It's all lies. I've got that, and I also want to get to this story about what the McCloskeys did in defending themselves and how they're being attacked now. Today's show brought to you by Express ExpressVPN. Protect your online data and your activity online from prying eyes. Folks, get a VPN today. Go to expressvpn.com Bongino. I would welcome in producer Joe, but unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties with Joe this morning, who will probably join us in the middle of the show. But welcome, Miss Paula, to the Dan Bongino Show. How are you today? She's very good. Okay. So, I, I you know, the show has a flow. I need to welcome somebody to the show. Ding, ding, ding. We'll have to do that. All right. Let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by friends at... Bravo Company, I love their shirts, wearing their shirt today. Bravo Company was started by a Marine veteran more than two decades ago. Bravo Company Manufacturing, or BCM for short, builds a professional-grade product built to combat standards. BCM believes the same level of protection should be provided to every American, whether you're a private citizen or a professional. Bravo Company Manufacturing makes the best rifles and firearms in the business. They are not a sporting arms company. If you need a hunting rifle or something else, that's great. There are other companies that do that. That's not Bravo. What do they make? They design, engineer, manufacture life-saving equipment right here in America in Heartland, Wisconsin. BCM assumes that when a rifle leaves their shop, God forbid it has to be used in a life or death situation by a citizen, a law enforcement officer, or a soldier overseas. Quality's all that matters, and they know that has to function and function right. Every component of a BCM rifle is hand-assembled and tested by Americans right here to a life-saving standard. They put people before their products. They know that this product can't fail. God forbid it's not just a paper target, but someone coming to do you or your family harm. These are the best rifles in the business. I have two. I put my name behind them. They work. They work well. They function great. I've never had a malfunction with mine. Terrific. Right on target every single time. To learn more about the Bravo Company Manufacturing, head on over to bravocompanymfg.com. Discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news. Don't miss out. That's bravocompanymfg.com or check out their YouTube channel youtube.com/bravo company usa you can see who makes their products and about special offers coming up bravo company mfg.com all right let's go now the ding ding i need my own bell gets me in the mood for the show every day so um if i may folks we had a uh, a tough moment last night paul and i and and i i think i'm going to tell you a story here that many of you can relate to i wish i wish you you couldn't it would make me feel a lot better if you couldn't relate to it but it was a long day yesterday, as it is for many of you. We were sitting down, getting ready to go to sleep. And I noticed my wife was gone for a little while. We had a little incident with my daughter. You know, she's having a rough time. She's home all day. There's, you know, some parents are terrified of the coronavirus in the neighborhood. There's really very few kids to play with. Even though we're in Florida, a lot of things are shut down or have ridiculous constraints. School, of course, has been shut down since March. These are kids, ladies and gentlemen. These are kids, you know? The way you impose a penalty on adults in prison is you put them in solitary confinement. We have these kids in near solitary confinement in the house. They can't get out. They need social interaction. They need to be around other kids. It's how they learn their social intelligence. It's how they learn to mingle and mix with other people and to engage in socially appropriate behavior. They need to be around other kids. So we noticed our daughter was having a really rough time. She was just in here. I had to ask her to leave for this opening segment of the show. Because I'm uncomfortable talking to, uh, around her about it, but she said to my wife, and I was devastated. She said to my wife, and my wife came in and told me, when Paula sat her down in a room and said, "You know what's going on? What, what's what's wrong? Why are you so sad?" You know, she said, uh, uh, da, 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 da. she said, you know, uh, mommy, I play with my dollies, and then I don't know what else to do. Now listen, I. Enormous respect for teachers, okay? Let me get that out of the way. I mean that. They changed my life. Miss Gilfeather, God rest her soul. Miss Shortino, Mr. DiOrio in high school. Really changed my life. I remember them to this day. Taught me a lot about the world. A lot. Teachers are with your kids sometimes each day more than you're with them. A good teacher can change their life. But folks, it's time for the kids to go back to school. I am very sorry to tell some of the teachers that there will be risk. There is risk in everything. Paul and I have to go out. We still have to mail stuff. We still have to go outside. Many of you, who, uh, whether you work in sanitation, policing, whether you're in a supermarket, at the checkout counter, or stock in shelves, we all have to go out. The risk is not going away. Even with a vaccine, Still, the risk for you for living and working in a society of fallible people in a world we've been unable to perfect and never will be. The risk to you will never be zero. There will be new viruses. There will be new outbreaks of influenza. There will be probably other coronaviruses that emerge. This is not the first one. It won't be the last. The risk to you will never be zero. The kids have got to go back to school. I am very sorry. We will not be able to make your risk zero. You can't make mine zero, and I'm not asking you to. I live in a fallible world full of risk and trade-offs. It is time to go back to school. I can't listen to my kid or anyone else's kid anymore say they just have to sit there all day crying as they have nothing to do. They have no friends. But they have no socialization. Losing a year of their education and watching them fall into a depression because a group of people wants their risk to be zero when moving your risk to zero is not possible. The world has trade-offs. Now, listen, I get it. I understand we should do everything in our power to protect you. I get that. I'm not suggesting you put yourself at risk and die unnecessarily. Stop making straw man arguments. I'm simply suggesting to you that we are dealing with trade-offs now. There's no good answer. There's only a less bad answer. And it's transparently obvious to anyone paying attention that the less bad answer of all the bad answers is to send the kids back to school and learn to mitigate the risk. The more and the worst and the worstest bad answer is to keep the kids out of school for two years of their lives, sticking them in a deep depression, robbing them of the ability to educate themselves in social interaction, not just educate themselves bookwise, but educate themselves on how to deal with people in social interactions because they have none. Get back to school. The kids have got to get back to school. There's some people I even work with who disagree. That's fine. Disagree all you want. Unless you have a better plan. A better plan. Do you have some kind of Avengers-like superpower to wipe this thing clean from society? I'm sure you don't. Unless you have a better plan to explain to me what we're going to do with millions of kids in the United States whose parents can't go back to work if they don't go back to school. Not everybody can pay for a private education. You want to stick them in, what, solitary confinement in their house for a disease, as I discussed yesterday, which presents close to zero risk for them? Mommy, I play with my dollies. I don't know what to do with the rest of the day. She doesn't know what to do. She's eight. She's eight. These teachers' unions aren't helping. Some of them. No offense to the teachers out there. Your unions are grotesque, many of them. Horrible, horrible entities that don't give a damn about the kids. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Here's an article up at our website, Bongino.com. This is fascinating. The Los Angeles Teachers Union. They want to connect school reopening to defunding the police and Medicare for all? Read this article up at our show notes. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to check them out. Read this little gem. They want to connect it to calls for defunding the police. They attack charter schools in their memo, too. Their plan for opening schools, they take a shot at charter schools and they're calling for defunding the police in their study, dreaded air quotes, on opening schools. Don't worry, these teachers' unions are in it for the kids. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Explain to me again how you know, the, the 16-year-old at the checkout counter at Publix who's been working there from day one, explain to me again why the risk to her is okay. I know, we see her all the time. The risk to her is fine. The people in the post office, the sanitation workers, the cops, they can take a risk, but no one else has to take a risk. We have to take risk. Paul and I have to work. I have to produce for my kids. But you want the risk in, in this union, you want the risk to your employees to be zero, which is impossible meaning you're not in it for the kids. You're in it for you. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is tough medication, but it's necessary. This is a real conversation in real time about not good and bad choices, bad and worse choices. And the worst choice in the world is to cancel two years of a kid's life with no exit ramp. We don't have a vaccine. We've been forced to live with this plague. What's your plan? Because we can work on things: staggered entrance times, staggered classroom times. You can distance. I thought you thought masks work. They don't. I'll get the. But if you, you know, wear a mask if if uh, if if you're a teacher and you believe it works, it doesn't. But if it makes you feel better, wear one. If you're not going to let the kids go back to school these government tyrants shutting these schools down, then give the parents the money to educate their kids at home or send them to a private or a charter school. Is that not a fair deal? Oh no, you attack charters, the LA Teachers Union. You attack them in your memo about opening schools. So just to be clear, the Teachers Union position is we're not gonna teach your kids and we're not gonna let you pay to have your kids taught elsewhere either. That's your position. We're in it for the kids. Really? Because that kind of sounds like you're in it for you. That kind of sounds like, Kind of sounds like that. We're in it for the kids. We won't teach your kids and you won't teach them anywhere else either. And by the way, they'll attack homeschoolers next. Now, some of you may be saying, You don't understand the risk. No, no, I do understand the risk. I discussed it on yesterday's show. Exhaustive research on Corona-type viruses and SARS-type viruses and the risk to children, which is close to zero. Zero. Goose egg. You don't believe me? Here's Dr. Scott Atlas, one of the few sane voices left you can hear from. In a media clip from he's from the Hoover Institution talking about this abomination of suggesting we should keep kids out of school or mask them all day, by the way, which is nonsense and how there's no science behind this at all. This is a leftist media driven nonsense proposal. Because why? I can't get in their heads. The only reason I can think is they don't want the economy to open up and they know if your kids are home, you can't go back to work. There's no other reason. They have no science to suggest your kids should stay in solitary confinement at home and stick play four hours a day with dollies.
0: Listen to Scott Atlas. Data is clear, whether it's from Canada, Switzerland, Sweden, the Netherlands, France, Spain, the United States, Asia, all over the world, children do not have any serious disease. Children almost never transmit the disease. In fact, Switzerland is contemplating stopping even testing children because it's irrelevant. This is data proven, if you don't know this, and you shouldn't be commenting on the disease, frankly. There is no serious risk of even getting the illness, but that's not even the point here. I wanna go even further. By now, we know who's at risk. K-12 teachers in the United States, half of them are under 41 years of age. They're not at risk. 82% are under 55. If there is a handful, which there are some teachers in the high-risk category, don't they know how to protect themselves with their so-called six-foot spacing and mask rules? And if they're still afraid, even if they don't want to do that, then they can teach from home. Fair?
1: Well, you know, this is called problem solving. You will not re- generate a zero-risk scenario in schools ever. Ever. You will be at risk for SARS viruses, coronaviruses, influenza viruses. You will never, the risk will never be zero. So can we just wipe that out? Rational people listening. That is not going to happen. That's in a fantasy land. So now that we're dealing with risk, we need to make proposals and propose rational, reasonable measures to mitigate risk. Correct? You know, my prior line of work in the Secret Service, I used to say all the time people ask me about it. We never, ever claim to the president or elsewhere, your risk is zero here. It's not. We take security measures to lower the risk. So it's almost insignificant, but it's never zero. So if you believe in social distancing and you think masks work again, they don't, we can stagger times. We can have teachers who are at risk, who are maybe 60 or older. We can have them teach from home into the classroom rather than the other way around. We can sanitize and disinfect commonly touched surfaces. These are called solutions. You're not interested in that. Well, no, no. It's a complicated problem. Yes. All problems are complicated. That's why they're problems. Stop talking about this like it's black or white. We send them to school, people be at risk. No kidding. No kidding, dunce. we get that. That's not the question. It's not a black or white question. Keep them home, no risk. Send them risk. That's that's ridiculous. That's amateur hour childlike nonsense. The only question is how when we get them back to school, how do we mitigate a lot of that risk and take some of it out of the equation? Now the media is not interested in that because Trump wants to open up the schools because people have to go back to work and their kids have to be kids and get educated and learn things and learn social interaction. The media doesn't want any of that. You are witnessing in live time an agitprop, 100% media propaganda effort because they can't stand some of these liberal media acts. They can't stand this country. They can't stand Trump and they can't stand any possible success in fighting this thing. I want you to pay attention to this MSNBC segment. Listen to the anchor. They have pediatricians on and they ask the pediatricians if their kids can go back to school. Listen to their response and watch the response of the anchor, who you can tell is so sorely disappointed he didn't get the result he thought he was going to get. Check this out.
0: Would you let your kids go back to school? I will. My kids are looking forward to it. Yes. Period. Absolutely. Absolutely. As much as I can. (laughs) Without a hesitation. Without a hesitation. Yes. I have no concerns about sending my child to school in the fall. I would let my kids go back to school. Dr. John Torres, NBC News. They all said yes.
1: Is his reaction not priceless? Folks, check it out on YouTube, on our YouTube. Watch his face. Listen, just fast forward to that point. YouTube.com slash Bongino. Check it out. Watch his face. He's so disappointed. He didn't get the answer he wanted from actual doctors who actually take care of kids. For the liberals listening, that means pediatricians. All of them, universal, on their own interview. Oh, yeah, I'd send my kids back. So let me get this straight. The, the actual doctors, remember, yeah, according to the media, except for the actual media themselves, you're not allowed to comment on coronavirus if you're not a doctor. Again, unless you're a member of the media who knows nothing about anything. You've got a degree in journalism, which I feel bad for you Did you wasted your money, but whatever. That's a whole other topic. Very sorry you did that. But you can comment because you know everything about everything. You know actually nothing about nothing. But nobody else is allowed to comment. But then you get an actual doctor who treats children, a pediatrician. You get, what, five of them or the six of them on that who all universally say in your own interview, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd send my kid back. This is what they do. Healthcare for kids. And the guy's like, uh, 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 Well, they all take it. They all said yes. It's because you're living through the greatest gaslighting episode we have ever seen in human history. The media will not stop lying. Ladies and gentlemen, they are on the opposite side of the truth. They cannot, some of these people, not all of them, cannot stand this country being led by Donald Trump. They can't stand freedom. They can't stand liberty. They will lie. They will gaslight. They will do anything to get you on the wrong side of right. I want to go into, my, let me get to my second sponsor here quick, but I want to go to more of this. This media gaslighting is ridiculous. The numbers are out there for you. You can see them yourself. Find the truth. It is out there. And I don't mean X Files type stuff. All right, folks. Today's show also brought to your friends by our good friends at Echelon. Listen, across the country, a lot of us are staying home for the greater good. I've been working out a lot in my house. And while we're learning how to become homebodies with Echelon, it doesn't mean you have to sit still. Echelon has a huge lineup of fantastic, unbelievably well-functioning, connected fitness bikes. We love fitness mirrors and rowing machines. We have the rowing machine and the bike. Gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort and safety of your own home. I heard some groaning coming from the other room the other day in my house. I was like, what? It was Miss Paula on the Echelon bike tearing it up. In as little as 20 minutes, you can get in the best shape of your life and be active with the entire family. The world-class instructors will motivate you with daily live and on-demand classes that are always available when you need them. She's actually moving up, Paula, pretty good on the class. She takes the um, summit. You can take them live well on demand. And her finish, she's been moving up. You're at like the what? Like the 40th, 50th percentile now? She's moving up a lot. She's crushing it on the bike. Unlike their competitors, Echelon's affordable for everyone. Their EX1 connected fitness bike is less than half the price of a Peloton. Stop throwing away your money, and with Echelon financing, you try it out risk-free for 30 days, zero down, as little as forty-six a month. Forty-six dollars a month. Don't pay a ton for a Peloton. Go to EchelonFit.com/dan. Go today. Get in shape today. Don't let your health suffer. That's E C H E L O N Fit.com/dan echelonfit.com slash Dan, echelonfit.com slash Dan. Go today. Bikes and the rowing machines and the mirrors are top notch. Check them out. All right. (sighs) Folks, it's hard to constantly report on the media because the role of the media is to do the reporting themselves, is it not? kind of defeats the purpose of the media, which is supposed to give you facts so reasonable people can use facts to make reasoned, rational decisions when what you're getting from the media are a litany of lies. This is a textbook on how to propagandize a population. What have you been told by our media? Because they're politically interested. These people are hacks. They are Their characters are grotesque. You've been told what? That Florida is collapsing. Again, I covered it yesterday. I don't need to hammer it home again. Florida is burning to the ground. And New York is a huge success story. Why do they say that? Not because it's true. These media people and the talking heads they use, like Andy Slavitt, who tweeted this absurdity on Twitter, they only want you to believe that Democrats, because they're politically motivated, have been a huge success story in the fight against the Wuhan virus from China. And that Republicans have totally failed you, including Donald Trump, despite the fact that none of that is actually true. Look at this tweet by the absolutely dreadful Andy Slavitt at a Slavitt on Twitter, who was a hack in the Obama administration, Um, just a fraud and a just a scam. This guy's pulling is unbelievable. Here's an actual tweet from him. COVID update, July 13th. There are successful examples of taking on COVID-19. And there is one story like no others. New York. It, ladies and gentlemen, is this guy living on uh, the planet Nebula or something? Is he, is, is that really a plan? I don't even, is he living in another cosmos in like M theory, string theory, alternate universe stuff? Is he living in a universe that's upside down? New York, according to this zero, Andy Slavitt, this gaslighting, agit prop, agitator, New York is a success story. Now, again, you want the truth. Because that's what I do here, the actual facts. Let's go seek out truth from an actual journalist doing data. You know when facts, science, liberals claim to love science, right? They hate science. They'll tell you there's 7,622 genders. Let's go to Alex Berenson, who's done actual reporting on this material. So again, Slavitt, the Obama administration's former hack, his theories New York is a huge success story. Behrens says, well, let's check this out. Here's a live look at the five states with the most SARS-CoV-2 cases. Two of these, total population 28 million, have 48,000 COVID deaths. Two others, population 50 million, have 7,500 deaths. True story. Can you guess which two the media love or which two have Republican governors? Ladies and gentlemen, look at these numbers. The hapless Jennifer Rubin, the spineless fake conservative at the Washington Post, and Andy Slavitt want you to believe New York is a success story. The death count, the body count in New York is 32,444. The body count in New Jersey, led by a liberal Democrat as well, is 15,634. That's 48,000 people who perished in their success story. And yet, keep this up here. Everybody needs to see this. Drill this into your mind. Yet Florida and Texas, which we've been told is an abysmal failure, burning to the ground right now. Florida's had 4,277 in Texas, 3,278. They both have bigger populations than New York. Just to be clear, again, liberal, lying, intolerant, unscientific, anti-civil liberties liberals using their media propagandist hacks like Rubin Slavitt and others who go out there and lie to you, want you to believe New York and New Jersey are the success stories despite a body count closing in on 50,000 and Florida and Texas have failed despite both having larger populations, significantly larger, with a death count of 7,500. One-sixth of how many perished in the Democrat-led states of New York or New Jersey. Do you understand you are being lied to because these people have a pure, disgusting, grotesque political agenda, not in any way aligned or attached to the truth? It gets worse, folks. So let's just establish the lies we've discussed already. New York is a success story. New York is actually the worst failure story in the whole country, with a, a abysmal thirty-two thousand dead themselves in New York. In New York, they are the, they are the worst example of failure. Second. The kids have got to stay out of school. There is no evidence whatsoever that will make anybody safer. You're making that up because Trump wants the kids back in school, and so do the parents, and you're on the other side of both. Two lies. Well, what's the third? Folks, everybody's got to wear a mask, right? You've heard this because the media told you, well, the mask, it's going to definitely stop the spread of the infection. Really? That's interesting because even some of the administration's own people said the opposite. And that's it's interesting as well because the WHO, which liberals love, Joe Biden wants to get us back in the WHO despite failing repeatedly, looked at a bunch of others. It's not a WHO study. You may say, why are you citing the WHO if you say they're a failure? Because it's not their study. The WHO did a, a, meta-analysis where, a meta-analysis where you analyze other studies, you study other studies. And it's interesting, the WHO com- concluded themselves that when it comes to influenza and airborne respiratory di- uh, uh, diseases like that, the masks are ineffective. You may say, well, Dan, that's one example the WHO is a terrible organization. No, nah, you're not wrong. Let's look at some liberal media types when they hated masks before Trump and the administration put out the idea You know ab- 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 that they weren't crazy about masks. So then the media is pro-mask now. Remember. The media, you understand what happened before the president started questioning masks and not wearing one himself, the media, they didn't like masks because they wanted to keep them for healthcare workers. So their narrative was masks don't work. Then Trump came out and suggested, you know, I don't, I don't think I need to wear a mask. And then the media said, you got to wear a mask or you're all going to die. It's not because that has anything to do with science. It's because they're on the wrong side of right every single time. But before they were on that side, they were on the other side. Here's a Seattle Times piece. I'm not kidding. This piece is in the show notes. Please go to the show notes and read this. Again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. You can sign up for the show notes. It's our newsletter. This is an actual article, folks. Seattle Times. Everyone wore masks during the 1918 flu pandemic. They were useless. Eliza McGraw, Seattle Times. Well, it was, yeah, it was at the Washington Post, too. But it's in this, I got it, the link is to the Seattle Times. That's all, I'm not, I didn't make that up, okay? It's on, my, it's on my article. They were useless during the flu pandemic of 1918. For the exact same reason, they're pretty much useless now if you are not ill and exhibiting symptoms yourself. You need more evidence? WHO study. Seattle Times, which cites interesting data from 1918 showing how useless they were. How about this interesting study that was put out for dentists? This is fascinating. Found this on uh surfing through social media yesterday for the show. This was on a website called Oral Health. You know, like science outlets. Got a guy who wrote it me, science, that's not science, standards opinion. Really, the guy is a PhD and an MS and an I don't know, an F R C D C. That's a lot of stuff. Guy's got a lot of letters behind his name. Oh, he's got a BDS too. Oral health. Why face masks don't work. A revealing review. Not my, not my iPad. I didn't write the article. The article's very long. It'll be in the show notes. Strongly encourage you to read it. I had a hard time picking one screen cap from the piece because there were so many showing how useless these things are. The government said you got to wear one. So, you know, that they got to wear government. They're go- government idiots who know nothing. That's why they're in government. Here's the one I saw that had the most profound takeaway from it. I'll read this for you. Between t- 2004 and 2016, at least a dozen research or review articles have been published on the inadequacies of face masks. Yes, I read that right. Oralhealth.com. Check it out. Be up in the show notes all agree that the poor facial fit and limited filtration characteristics of masks make them unable to prevent the wearer from inhaling airborne particles. Wait, what? Can that be right? Well, I'm reading right from the article. In their well-referenced 2011 article on respiratory protection for healthcare workers, these two doctors concluded that, quote, face masks will not protect against the inhalation of aerosols. Following a literature review, these doctors stated, quote, There is a lack of substantial evidence to support claims that face masks protect either patients or surgeons from infectious contamination. In the same year, this doctor noted that randomized control trials of face masks failed to to prove their efficacy. For liberals, that means they don't work. But again... Let's mandate that everybody go out and wear an object over your face that does absolutely nothing because it makes people feel better. And again, if it makes you feel better and it's a private business... I'm okay with it. I won't go in your business if I have to wear one. I haven't left my house typically, but that's okay. It's your business. And I am a free market, liberty loving American. You own a business. You think masks work despite any data concluding that nothing says that there's no data out there. I've now over two days indicated to you that these things are largely useless unless you're really sick and exhibiting symptoms yourself, whereas you shouldn't be out anyway. They don't work, but if it makes you comfortable comfortable. You invite me in your house, or I want to go to your business, and you say, no one's allowed in without a face mask. I love Liberty and yours too. I will happily put one on. I carry one in my back pocket. Some businesses, I have to go in with a face mask. When I fly, I have to wear one. I don't sit there at the airport causing a big stink. I don't beat up the gate agent or anything like that. I sit there quietly. What are you them out over there? I put my mask on, and I sit there, and I'm okay. You do your thing. Despite the fact what you're doing is absurd, I'm a free market, liberty loving American. When the government gets involved that has the monopolistic use of force and threatens to jail or fine you for wearing an object on your face that does nothing to stop the transmission of this disease, then I get really pissed off and you should too. What's next? They're going to mandate you eat broccoli? Why are you a just a serious question, by the way. If the government's doing it for your health, despite no evidence they can... Pr- None. There is no evidence that these things work if you're not sick. None. Zero. If that's true, and it's for your health, again, dreaded air quotes here, why is the government... Why, 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 is, why is smoking a lot? Oh, why did... we smoking, by the way, which we know... We know causes lung cancer and efficacy. Why, why do we allow that? Why do we, why do we, allow, uh, alcohol? But why don't we mandate exercise? No, no, it's a fair question, right? If the government is allowed to slowly whittle away your liberty for your health, and interestingly enough, and, and mandate that you wear a mask despite no science, there is real science that exercise will prolong your life and make you healthy. Is there not? Does anyone dispute that? Why don't we mandate exercise? It's for your health, right? Why don't we ban smoking? Why don't we ban alcohol? Why don't we ban driving for people over 65 after nine o'clock at night who have to wear glasses? Maybe their eyesight's compromised. You know why? Because we're a free country, and a free country is laden with risk. Freedom comes with a risk and the responsibility that's co joined with it. Do you want to be free? You want to be free of risk. Get a job in a a, a jail cell and you ask them, ask them to pay and rent the jail cell. You can be isolated from humanity and pay for a sterilized food uh, productions company to deliver food by a drone through the window. They can open up a window in the back. You'll be free of any risk. You also won't be free at all. Facts have gone out the window. You're not free to defend yourself either anymore. I don't know if you knew that, but especially if you live in St. Louis. Let me get to my next sponsor. But after that, did you know that? You're not even allowed to defend yourself anymore against the leftist mob because they need you silent. They have to attack you at will. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a dangerous, dangerous place. All right. We'll get back to that in the McCloskey story in a second. I want to move on from this Corona stuff because it seriously can get depressing at times. But This is no time to back down from this fight. All right, today's show brought to you by our friends at LifeLock. Ladies and gentlemen, these are turbulent times, and the fraudsters are loving this. Sadly, they always take advantage of tragedy. Cybersecurity researchers are warning people that cybercriminals are sending emails that include political messages in the subject line in an effort to get you to install malware on your computer. Do you know that? If some curious party clicks on the file attached to the email, it ends up installing a dangerous Microsoft Windows malware known as TrickBot. You hadn't heard that, right? Big, big trouble. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet. You could miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit. Good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity thefts, like your social security number for sale on the dark web and other threats as well. I get a text whenever my credit is checked. It's a beautiful thing. Luckily, the you know last year or two while we've had LifeLock, it's all been legit, but I had my identity stolen. It was a very big deal. Cost me about a year of drama. I had a shutdown and a credit card account I had. It was a mess. If LifeLock detects your information has been compromised, they will send you an alert. Listen, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction at all businesses. But LifeLock can see threats you may miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year. Go to LifeLock.com slash Bongino. That's LifeLock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Take the deal. Go today. Protect your identity. Protect your kid's identity, too. I got it for the whole family. LifeLock.com slash Bongino. Go today. All right. Folks, there's a larger plot out there. The radical left hates this country. They hate everything it stands for. Again, I'm not talking about old Democrats. I'm talking about the radical wing of their party that is slowly hijacking the once proud party of John F. Kennedy that has descended into total madness. Did you see this story about the McCloskeys in St. Louis? For those of you who haven't heard this story, pay attention. And as my grandmother used to say, pay attention good. Washington Examiner, Missouri Attorney General slams St. Louis prosecutor McCloskey case for politically motivated decisions. What's going on here? The McCloskeys were that couple you may have seen on television. A violent mob of Black Lives Matter protesters decided to knock down their front gate on private property, barge into their home and threaten them. The McCloskeys being in St. Louis, having uh probably witnessed in Missouri a lot of the rioting there the burning down of homes the attacking of innocent civilians decided to exit their home and defend their property mrs mr and mrs mccloskey left the home with firearms they displayed those firearms and warned those people on private property threatening them that they were to leave there were no shots fired thankfully and the situation resolved itself when the violent mob of protesters that were threatening them left the property now you would think the McCloskeys would be celebrated for defending their homes and keeping the uh, violence to zero. Their house wasn't burned down; they weren't attacked, and they prevented the mob from uh, from hurting them or hurting their family. You would think they would be celebrated and applauded. No, 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 no. Kim Gardner, the St. Louis County uh, uh, city uh, city's uh, states uh, the city attorney there, who is a far left radical leftist has decided to be a good idea, and Mr. McCloskey was on Tucker Carlson last night and said that he's hearing he may be indicted, indicted for defending his home. Keep in mind, nobody was killed, no shots were fired. Luckily, there was no violence at all because Mr. McCloskey stood up. Kim Gardner is a disgrace to humankind. She's a disgrace to civilized human beings that believe in law and order everywhere. And Kim Gardner, Kim Gardner is epidemic of a larger problem. It is a problem that we are seeing with the left right now. And it's their effort to silence you through intimidation and fascist type anti-free speech tactics. Before we go to that, I want to play this video. This is the actual attorney general for all of Missouri. He was on the Shannon Bream show, excuse me. And he was asked about this case and this dreadful St. Louis prosecutor. Who is going after the McCloskey's who dared to defend their own lives. Check out these comments.
0: Well, this is obviously all breaking right now, but under Missouri law, under the Castle Doctrine, an individual has a really expansive authority to protect their own lives, uh, their home and their property. And um, I think the story here to watch here is uh, the local prosecutor, uh, Kim Gardner. Kim Gardner uh, has an abysmal record in prosecuting uh, violent crime, has recently uh, released and been complicit in the release of dozens and dozens of inmates who've been charged with violent crimes uh, and has a record of making politically motivated decisions not based on the law. So this is certainly something to watch.
1: Folks, this is a very, very dangerous development. What's going on here? What's their real plot, the radical far left? It has a couple of parts. I'll go through them quickly. Number one, they need to defund the police because they need to intimidate you. And if they defund the police, the police who are that line, that that hard wall between civilization and chaos, good police departments, that's what they do. When you defund the police and you remove that wall, the horde comes to your door and the mob comes to your door and there's nothing you can do about it. So you have to defund the police first. There's a reason they're doing this, ladies and gentlemen. None of this is by chance. Liberals never do anything by chance. There's always an agenda. Get rid of the wall between chaos and civilization, and that wall is the cops. Get rid of them first. Secondly, disarm Americans. They can't let you defend yourself against the chaos. The chaos has to be frightening. And the chaos won't be as frightening to you if you have the ability to defend yourself. They want you disarmed. No Second Amendment, no firearm, no weapon, no ability to defend yourself at all if you were attacked or your property is burned down. They don't want you to be able to defend your family, to defend yourself, or defend your home. They need you intimidated. They need you silent. And the only way to intimidate is to engage in asymmetric intimidation. You can't intimidate someone that's bigger than you or has a weapon to defend himself in a situation where you want to be violent. And he has or he or she has the chance to use violence to defend themselves. They don't want that. They want asymmetric violence where they can intimidate you, burn your property and attack you and you do nothing in return. So they have to get the police out of the way. And make sure you are, in fact, defenseless. If you dare to not be defenseless, however, don't worry, they have a plan for that, including Kim Gardner. If you say, well, I'm going to physically defend myself and fight back, either with a firearm or if you attack me, I will defend myself and my family. They're going to make sure through their radical far left communist prosecutors that they've put in office in these cities that they prosecute you instead and use the legal system and put you in jail. Ladies and gentlemen, a way to intimidate you into being quiet and to sit there in the corner while the guy at the other side of the ring just beats the living snot out of you. They need to destroy and decimate all resistance to the liberal mob. It's the first step to subjugating a population and intimidating them into silence. You can't intimidate people into silence that choose to fight back, as we've learned throughout revolutions, throughout human history. You can't. The liberals understand that, if, as the famous quote goes, an enemy is not vanquished until he considers himself so. They need you to mentally consider yourself vanquished and understand there's no off-ramp here. I'm going to be attacked. If I defend myself, I'm going to jail. If I purchase a firearm to defend myself, I'm going to jail. If I dare defend myself and fight back, if I'm going to jail. They understand that. Why do you think these Antifa terrorists, the fascists in Antifa, why do you think they show up with cameras? They attack you and they attack you and they attack you until you dare get out of your car and fight back. And then they video it and they demand the police prosecute you. Do you think they're stupid? They're fascists. They're terrorists. They're anti-free speech, anti-civil liberties advocates who use fascist tactics to destroy the republic. These tactics have been tested. They know exactly what they're doing. And people like Kim Gardner, using communist tactics, play right along. There'll be more of this, folks. You've been warned. You may say, Dan, what's the solution? Well, on my social media accounts, on Parlor and uh, other places last night, I told you the solution. You got to move away from it, folks. Again, I once believed we could fight in these blue states and these blue cities. I'm very sorry to tell you that fight is over. I'm sorry. You can't win that fight. The only solution, if you can, is to take you, your money, your business, and your family and go to a place where you're not fighting a losing battle. I admire you for staying behind and fighting a good fight, and I'll support you if you do. I don't mean to sound defeatist. I just love my audience, and I know you adore your family and friends. And trying to fight back against the massive powers of a prosecutor like Kim Gardner, who is determined to put you in jail bankrupt you and serve search warrants on your home for daring to defend your own home against being burned down and your family from being attacked, you can't win that fight. It's asymmetric warfare. You don't have the assets or the time. Take your money, take your votes, take your support and move to a state or a city or a place that respects individual God-given rights and your, your right to be left alone by violent mobs if the if the folks there want to continue to vote for chaos and destruction and the chaos candidate and Joe Biden then let them do that but don't be part of it eventually eventually they'll hit rock bottom i don't wish it on anyone i don't wish evil poverty crime on anyone but eventually these places will realize the futility of the political decisions they've made they'll have to and you'll have a renaissance but that renaissance won't happen while you continue to support it through your tax dollars. I'm very sorry. You can fix it, but you got to get out of there. All right, speaking of that, I want to move on. I haven't covered the 2020 election, but I've got a few stories here that are important. 2020 election update, including... There will be damage to your wallet if you vote in Joe Biden. He is openly talking about it now. Why you would think otherwise to me is perplexing. He's openly talking about it. Let's get to my last sponsor. Then I'm going to get to this story because it's important. Uh, Folks, Rock Auto. Listen, chain stores have different price uh, tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Not rockauto.com. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone. They are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone. Producer Joe loves it. It's his favorite website. It does not require membership. There's no account logins. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving their customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com. Shop for auto parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything. They have engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. If it's for your classic or your daily driver, they have everything you need. Just one click away. Their catalog is super easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. True, choose the brand, specs, and the prices you prefer. Their prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the pros and do-it-yourselfers. which you can't beat that. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Doesn't make any sense. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. In that how did you hear about us box on the website, write Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices every day. All the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com, rockauto.com. Go today, check them out. Okay. So again, folks, there's a genuine consequence to this. uh, What's that? What? He's there? Oh, good. Cool. Welcome back, producer Joe. Good to hear from you. So There is a consequence to this 2020 election. There's been so much going on with Corona and the gaslighting that we've been distracted over the past few days by those stories. But there is an election coming up, and it's important. And ladies and gentlemen, there will be consequences. There will be consequences if you choose the absolutely hapless Joe Biden. If you're comfortable with those consequences, that's fine. That's your choice. But I want you to understand there will be consequences. Hey, we still got Rock Auto, by the way. Just so you understand that. Now, let's go through this on the economic front here because Joe Biden has been open and honest about what he's, he's not lying to you. Wall Street Journal article about what's going to happen to the stock market, capital gains taxes and your income taxes and your wallet. If Joe Biden is elected, James Freeman from the other day, this was actually from Friday. We've been so stacked with news. I haven't gotten to it yet. Wall Street Journal, Biden's bigger government. The former vice president promises Obama style taxes and red tape plus Trump style trade fights. Listen, if you like higher taxes, That's dumb, but Biden is definitely your guy. Joe B is your man if you want higher taxes. If that's what you want, go for it. Here's from the Wall Street Journal. I'm going to go to the more complicated one first, cap gains, because people don't understand capital gains. That's only for rich people who invest money. You think? Not really. Let's go to the piece. So Joe Biden has already pledged to increase the capital gains tax. Back, to, uh, President Trump cut it. Capital gains are gains on your investments. Just, I know a lot of you, on this. I don't mean to kind of, I'm not trying to dumb the show down, but you invest in the stock market. There are long-term rates if you hold the investment for say more than a year, and then there are short-term rates. If you buy a stock and sell it right away, it's usually a higher rate. Why? Because they want to incentivize you to, the US government wants to incentivize you, this is the reasoning behind it, to invest for the long-term. They don't want you in and out of the market. They want you to invest in places, businesses, real estate, whatever it be for the long term, because they think it's more beneficial. Fine. Got it. So the long term capital gains rates are typically higher. He wants to hike your capital gains tax rate, Joe Biden, back up to where it was before. What does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? That means the stock market by default, because more money will be coming out of the stock market as stock transactions are taxed at a higher rate, the stock market will likely go down a Well, that doesn't affect me. I don't own any stocks. Yeah, you have a pension that's invested in stocks. Again, if you're comfortable with this, your pension going down, your 401k going down and your stocks going down, that's okay. That's your call. It's dumb. It's wrong. Why you'd want to make less money, I don't understand. But that's what Biden wants to do. That is going to affect you in the real world. He's already pledged to do this. He's not kidding. And if they vote in a Democrat Senate with a Democrat House and they wipe out the filibuster, it will happen. It will happen. Your 401k pension and other assets and equities you hold, they will be taxed at a higher rate, meaning there will be less money to buy those equities, meaning they will be worth less. The pool of money buying stocks and investing in those funds will shrink Because the government, like a vampire, is going to stick their fangs in it and suck the blood out of it. He has also pledged, chaos candidate Joe Biden, he's also pledged to increase your income taxes by revoking the Trump tax cuts. Now, you may be saying because you watch media outlets that lie to you all the time, well, those were just for the rich. Were they really? Um, because that's not exactly true, as I've discussed the uh, before. The rich actually got the smallest percentage tax cuts in the Trump tax cut plan. The largest tax cuts went to the middle class. There were basically three brackets between the upper middle class and the lower middle class. Three tax brackets, which most of the people watching, just by simple math, you'll be in one of these brackets now. So if Joe Biden's elected, not only is your 401k going to take a dump, but if you're in the, let's say, upper middle class, forgive me for not having a more... Uh, you know, a uh, sophisticated way to describe it. But that's what it is. Your tax rate's going to go from 24 to 28 percent. If you're in, say, the middle middle class, it's going to go from 22 to 25 under Biden. And if you're at the lower end of the middle class, your tax rate's going to go from 12 to 15 percent. You like higher taxes. That's your guy. Vote Joey B. That's your man. If that's what you like, Why you would like that? I have no idea. The government is a cesspool of inadequacy. They haven't figured out how to spend the money they took from you years ago. Outside of our military and courts, some of our courts even, which are failing us, they can't manage to get anything right. But yeah, give them more of your money. Good luck with that. You've been warned. Again, you won't hear that on the media. They'll hide a lot of that. Outside of conservative media outlets, they're hiding the fact that Joe Biden, your wallet... Another quick campaign story. I teased it yesterday. I'm glad I got to it today because it's interesting. Maybe it's only interesting to me because of my prior line of work. I'm not sure. So I always take a chance with these types of stories. But I saw this in the Washington Examiner. President Trump's decided that one of the best ways to get these rallies back going in which he does very well at. This is a genius idea. Is to do them at airports. The great Paul Bedard, Washington Examiner. Power rallies. The answer for Trump is airport events. Yes. Yes, it is. Why? Again, forgive me if this just interests me having done this kind of stuff in the Secret Service, but there's a couple reasons why. Airport rallies are terrific. Number one, you can do a whole lot of them. Paula, if this segment stinks, tell me halfway through, I'm going to cut it off, all right? You are my gauge. Paula is my gauge of what's good. She usually knows every time. But really, I have such an interest in this that sometimes I'm like, this is great. More rallies, you can do more of them. Why? Very simple. Land at the airport, take off at the airport. You don't have to jump in Marine One, a helicopter, a motorcade. You don't have to go to an event. You don't have to go anywhere else. The way you do these events, if you do presidential advance, is say, a, you know, you're doing an event in whatever, Philadelphia. That was the cover to my first book. That was at the Philadelphia airport. When I'm open the door, you land at the airport. You then jump in a motorcade, usually a 10, 15 minute drive. You go to an event. You got to drive back. You got to do the event. If you land at the airport and you land right in front of the hangar, you can get right back on the plane and take off. You cut basically two hours off your trip. And if you only have about 14, 15 hours today to campaign in a really heavy campaign cycle and you're making four or five stops and you cut out two hours at each stop. Last time I checked on the math, that's about eight to 10 additional hours to travel to other stops. Brilliant. So we can do more of them, which is excellent. Secondly, given the coronavirus scourge, we all know open air is better than closed off environments. Again, we do science here, not media hysteria and hyperbole. We're not panic merchants. Hangars have big bay doors you can open and get fresh air in there, where the risk of transmission from the coronavirus is significantly less than in an indoor recirculated air environment. Double benefit more rallies, more fresh air. Nice. Third, logistics. The logistics are super easy. You don't need, say you again, let's give me the Philadelphia example. You land in Philly. You got to have an airport agent, an airport uh, liaison from the staff, a staff advance. You got to have another agent at the site, another agent for the motorcade. You don't need any of that stuff. You only need an agent at the airport and a staff advance there. You've now decreased your staff footprint by... <sighs> More than half, meaning there are more agents and staff people to do other rallies elsewhere. More rallies, more fresh air, more agents. This is the trifecta, trifecta of success. No, there's more. Let's go to the quadrifecta. You can park there at the airport. There's parking everywhere. Airports are these big open spaces. Very easy to go there. People don't have to complain about the You get, You dump your car in a parking lot. You get a little shuttle. You go to the hangar. You get screened. Very nice. I'll do one more and I'll move on. Airport advances are really easy for the Secret Service. Why do you think that may be? Because if we're, say, flying into an airport and going to a private house we've never been before, the Secret Service, and no one's ever seen it before, then why would that be a disadvantage from a security perspective? Because we've never seen the house before. We have to go do it for the first time. Folks, as a former agent myself, we have been to basically every airport in the United States, probably close to 52 million times. Maybe a little bit hyperbolic, a little less than 52 million, but close to it. We have done every airport. Seriously, probably big airports, probably five, 600 times, smaller airports, five, 10, 20 times maybe. Everybody's already seen it. We're familiar with it. It's easy. Nothing's easy, but it's easier. Airport rallies. Was that okay? Is that, did you, is that okay? Thank you. She says excellent. I always worry about those because I feel like it's too wonky. One more election 2020 up. Don't worry, Paul. There's no story on this. But I just saw this before I came on the air. They had governor, former Governor... Uh, uh john sununa or chief of staff excuse me the son's the governor now Um uh, john Sununu won. he made a great point on fox some because i know the show has had a lot of like debbie downer moments today but i want to uh, you know we're running out of time we got maybe one more segment here but i want to leave you with some positive news about the election discuss the hangers we discussed biden's tax increases there are two interest three actually i should say because i saw another article this morning before i came on the air three interesting data points That could bode very well for Trump in the election. We've heard all the evil news. Trump is losing Texas, Arizona. All right, everybody calm down. Panic merchants in the media again. First, his polling amongst independents in the last few weeks has gone up dramatically. I saw in a John Solomon article 13%. Very good news. Very good news. We need independents. I think it's because he's been relatively disciplined and messaging the last few weeks, President Trump, and that's a great thing. Second data point, which bodes well for us, voter registration in swing states. Folks, you've heard there's a tsunami in swing states. President Trump's going to get crushed. Listen, I'm out of the prediction game. I like data, though. If that was the case, why is voter registration surging for Democrats? No, for Republicans. Why is that happening? So he's getting crushed according to the polls in swing states. His voter registration is surging for Republicans in swing states. I'm, I'm just asking questions again, or is this another media gaslighting thing like your kids can't go back to school or everyone's going to die? Just just checking. Sorry, no, I'm not supposed to touch my face in the year of corona. I touch it more now after the mask thing. The third data point is fascinating and candidly something I hadn't considered. I'd heard the voter registration story before, but I hadn't heard this one yet. It was a genius point by Sununu. A lot of these swing states, ladies and gentlemen, Michigan. New Hampshire, they have really big college towns. You know, Ann Arbor and elsewhere. Down in North Carolina, that's Charlotte, that, uh, that corridor they have down there. That's where my father lives, down in North Carolina. UNC, University of Michigan, they have all these colleges and swing states. But it's ironic, the Democrats want to keep your kids out of school. Those kids then go to those schools in those swing states and vote. They'll now be voting in their home states, many of which aren't swing states. Again, another example of the Democrats cutting off their nose to spite their faces. They hate the schools being open because Donald Trump supports the schools being open. That's the only reason. They may cost themselves the election. Fascinating fascinating point by Sanudo. I want to fit in one more story, folks. Again, I'm trying to expand the show a little bit because I love being here and it's important. There's so much going on. I'm like trying to jam 25 pounds of stuff into a five pound bag. You know, Antifa, you know, the anti-free speech terror group, you know, the fascists. Yeah. Antifa. They claim they stand for anti-fascism, which is really ridiculous because they're actually a fascist group themselves. Andy Ngo had an interesting tweet up about Antifa. You want to you talk about disgusting, grotesque, filthy human beings. Let's look at this terror group and what they're doing now. So he's at, at Mr. Andy Ngo, NGO, on, uh, on Twitter. He had a fascinating tweet I saw this morning. This is the latest scam Antifa's pulling um, to attack and try to hurt and wound people because, you know, they believe in fascism and terrorism and that kind of thing. This is a tweet by him. He says, Antifa and BLM rioters descended on the Portland Police Union building once again after days of attacking the federal courthouse. Listen to this grotesquity, folks. The Antifa assaults on police are twofold. First, they blind them with paint in order to get them to remove their police helmets. Then they launch metal ball bearings at them from slingshots Go to my YouTube. You can see the photos. This police officer covered in white paint and a massive ball bearing in their hand they shoot from slingshots to hurt, wound, and potentially blind these police officers. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a terror group. It's a fascist, anti-free speech terror group populated with snuggy wearing snowflakes, s'mores-roasting coward chumps who wouldn't do a damn thing when faced with a real man. Did you see the video the other day? I don't have the rights to it, so I'm always afraid to use some of them. There's a Twitter video of a guy Happens to be a minority, by the way, because, you know, Antifa in it for minorities to be along with Black Lives Matter, right? That's what you heard. So Antifa, this is showing you what cowards and chumps these are because they attack using weapons and in groups because they're wusses. They're wuss bags. That's all they are. They're not real men or real women. They're fraud, fake coward chumps. So they make the mistake of walking up to a man's vehicle. Again, who happens to be a minority, which matters to me because I thought they were in this to, you know, Black Lives Matter. I heard all that kind of stuff, right? They open his car door, try to pull him out. Well, big mistake. Man gets out of the car and me, you know, I enjoy the mixed martial arts stuff. If you practice it or ever watch it, you can tell this man is trained. He's either judo or wrestler or Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. You could tell right away. He doesn't have a sign on his shirt. Hey, I practice Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. You don't need to see the sign. He grabs the Antifa kid and does a hip toss like out of a textbook. There's no way he just made this up. Like this guy, in other words, the Antifa fascist blanked with the wrong guy. You know what I mean. Opens the car door, goes after the kid hip tosses his caboose, puts him on the ground, and the kid, like every Antifa fascist sissy you've ever met, is on the floor, eh, eh, get off, get off, just like the punks they are every time. The reason Antifa losers attack in packs is because they have meaningless lives. They live in a vacuum of stupidity. They're cowards. They're chumps. They don't have a scintilla of dignity. They only find meaning in attacking like wolves, except they're not wolves. They're like chihuahuas. They're like little chihuahuas, eh, nipping at your ankles. That's what they are. And when you fight back and you hip toss them, they cry for mommy. And then they ask the police to have you prosecuted. And then they throw paint at the cops to get them to remove their helmets so they can shoot ball bearings at their face and blind them because that's what fascist terror groups do. That's the slobs in Antifa. Paul, I'm going to do one more. Okay. I got one more. I'm sorry because I'm really, I've got a lot of content. I don't want to roll this over until tomorrow. One more quick thing, ladies and gentlemen. I warned you about the chaos in New York, did I not? Look at this dreadful article in the New York Post. Be up in the show notes today. New York Post, at least 17 people shot in New York City on Monday as gun violence continues to soar. I told you this was happening. People are dying. People are being shot right now in New York City because of the consequences of dreadful decisions of the communists running that city right now. Look at this screenshot from the New York Post piece. At least 17 people were shot in New York City on Monday, a tally that would be considered high for a weekend, but is astronomical for early in the week, law enforcement sources said. No borough was spared from the gunplay, but Brooklyn saw the most violence with 10 shooting incidents and a total of 12 victims, sources said. Folks, something has to be done now. Quick suggestion and we're going to roll, and I hope the Trump team takes this into account. It is time to get federal law enforcement in there. We don't need the National Guard right now. We don't military assets are not the answer. I told you what they want. They want you to do that. Federal law enforcement entities don't need any permission to operate in these big cities. If these big cities like Chicago and New York are not going to clean up their own streets and make them safe for their own citizens, then President Trump has to do it. Get an FBI, DEA, IRS, Customs Secret Service Task Force in there tomorrow. Start prosecuting people and perp walking anyone you can in front of the TV cameras. You want to rip up the streets and riot? We're going to make sure you go to jail and we're going to let everybody see you go to jail on television. These task forces work. I was a part of one in New York for financial crimes. You can shut this stuff down tomorrow. Nobody wants to go to federal prison. Nobody. I'm not talking about the white collar prisons, the country clubs. I'm talking about the real prisons, federal prisons. Nobody wants to go there. You get a guy with ball bearings in Portland and wants to shoot at cops. You start locking these people up, Antifa, for a RICO, an organized crime statute, using them and taking them all down. It's happening now. You're seeing federal law enforcement make some moves. We need these task forces in these big cities. We need to do it. We need to let everybody see them do it. We need to do it publicly, and we need to start handcuffing and perp-walking people. All right, folks, that was a loaded show. I got to run. I always appreciate you dealing with uh, with me and the extra content. There's so much going on. I don't want to leave you at a disservice and keep this information from you. Thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts and the video, youtube.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate it. We will see you all tomorrow.
0: You just heard Dan Bongino.